Welcome to the latest installment of Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave Shelsky. Mike Zimmer's out. Hold on, wait a minute. Something you didn't expect, or maybe you did. Rick Spielman, a.k.a. Slick Rick, Trader Rick, is no longer the GM for the Minnesota Vikings. We will not have to endure the constant trade-downs as we collect dozens of 7th round picks. Although it did make it for a fun Sunday afternoon, or sorry, Saturday afternoon. The draft does go Thursday through Saturday. So, we won't be drafting as many German professional football players in the 7th round. Well, I guess we did that in the 6th round under Rick Spielman. Now, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman have contracts through 2023. So this was not done lightly. Mark and Ziggy Wolf made the decision. There was talk that Rick Spielman was looking last week for potential coaching hires. So that's why the Rick Spielman firing does come at somewhat of a surprise. Now, it has been reported by Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, that Mark and Ziggy Wilf, when they let Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman know about them moving on, that they cried. Yes. It's not hard to believe. You could kind of tell through the years the relationship they had, the loyalty. Look what they did. They built a new stadium, Stady Heart practice facilities, went to an NFC title game after one of the most memorable events to ever happen in the Twin Cities, and that was a Minnesota miracle with Stefan Diggs scoring the touchdown to end the game in 2017 against the New Orleans Saints. Now, you can be assured that both Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman will land on their feet. Who knows, with Mike Zimmer's record and the fact that he's taken someone to a title game and his prowess and just knowledge of the game could land in a a head coaching job. I did read um, two opportunities, Jacksonville or Denver, but I do find it hard that he'll land a head coaching job right away. He's getting paid through 2023, so he has time to decide. He can uh, sit back for a while with his reported Maxim cover model girlfriend <laughs> that uh, that we all know so much about through social media and decide what he wants to do. I do believe he's not going to sit around. I think he'll take a... Since he's going to get paid, he could take anything. It'll be a steal for a NFL team as a defensive coordinator. Now, Rick Spielman, he'll be someone's president of football operations or general manager, I think, next year. 
or the following. Depends on how long he wants to sit out. I think he writes his own ticket. I'll discuss more in a future podcast of Rick Spielman's record. But right now, or right now, I want to read the statements given by the Wolf family. It says, they said, this morning we met with Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer to notify them we'll be moving in a different direction at the general manager and head coach positions in 2022. We appreciate Rick and Mike's commitment to the team's on-field success, their passion for making a positive impact in our community, and their dedication to player, coaches, and staff While these decisions are not easy, we believe it is time for new leadership to elevate our team so we can consistently contend for championships. We wish both Rick and Mike and their families only the best. Our comprehensive search for the new general manager and head coach will begin immediately and will be led internally. We are determined to have sustained success and bring Vikings fans the Super Bowl championships they expect and deserve. I like the ring to, ring of that. Championships with a S, a plural. I have no qualms about saying this. We have good ownership. These guys are passionate. They'd probably rather be the owners of the New York Giants. I believe they're Giants fans growing up. I don't think they're Jets fans. I think they're Giants fans. But they weren't available for purchase. The Vikings were. But I'll take them. They build us a new stadium. And unlike most owners, they want it even after the plans were done, the agreement was done. They even upgraded the stadium even more on their own dime. You do not see that very often. And then... The practice facilities are second to none, and they're making it just a destination. Now, Tom Pelissero reported this morning Mike Zimmer's statement. He says, I want to thank you for your support over these eight years. I've grown to love the people of Minnesota. It has become our home. You have been tremendous to my foundation and helping the kids of Minnesota. We have had great sponsors and met so many great people, including my relationship with Bud Grant and all the people in the offices. I have given my heart and soul to this organization and to the players. I have had outstanding assistant coaches who have worked tirelessly. I'm sorry we didn't get it done. The fans make this place truly special on Sunday afternoon. At U.S. Bank Stadium, it's an unbelievable atmosphere. I'll miss coaching the players, some who have been with me for all eight years. I want to thank the players who welcomed me in 2014 and believed in me that I could lead them to be great. There will be a side of me that will miss Mike Zimmer. He took... A three-win team with the league's worst defense 
and took it near the pinnacle of NFL, I don't know, stardom. We were one game away from the Super Bowl under Mike Zimmer. It was a good hire, I believe, at the time. We had limited options. We did interview several people. And Mike Zimmer got the job. Eight years later, he is now a free agent and will be an NFL, for sure, defensive coordinator for a few teams that want him. Who knows, maybe he'll be the D coordinator for the Bears. We'll have to face him twice. We'll see. Now, Rick Spielman put out a statement. It says, I'm honored to have been part of the Minnesota Vikings organization and this incredible community for the past 16 years. The people of this state welcomed me and my family and treated us with the utmost respect throughout our tenure. Michelle and I created... Many special memories with our children here, and will always consider Minnesota our home. Vikings fans, you are some of the most passionate in all of sports. The tremendous game day atmosphere and home field advantage at U.S. Stadium, U.S. Bank Stadium, is special because of each of you. There is nothing like the emotions we shared together at kickoff each Sunday. To the Vikings players, coaches, and staff, I sincerely appreciate your tireless efforts to win and your dedication to this community and the fan base. There are so many talented people throughout this organization, and because of that, the Vikings will continue to be special place, be a special place in the future. Finally, I want to thank Ziggy and Mark Wilf and the entire Will family for believing in me and consistently providing the resources for us to be successful as a football operations staff. It is not common in the NFL to be in a position for this long, which goes to show how this ownership group believes in stability and supports their leaders. While today is emotional, I wish the Minnesota Vikings and Vikings fans nothing but future success. All three statements... Well done, professional. I would clap right now if I knew it would sound good on the air. But give these three gentlemen, four gentlemen, a warm embrace. It was a hard decision. One they didn't make lightly. They are going to be paying these guys for the next two years, along with Many support staff and coaches, most likely. I couldn't even tell you what the figure would be. But it's a pretty sum. And they they pulled the trigger. They pulled the band-aid off. They, they decided to go with the clean slate. The last podcast, I talked about potential coaches coaching hires. I am not going to talk about that today. GMs is where we'll be going. I will talk about that a little bit later. For now, I love to go to my favorite segment as I am now naming and calling it the land of 10,000 takes. Thanks to my incredible Twitter following. 
I asked him this question. What would you do with Kirk Cousins? My first guy is at RT Davis 9. He says, I think we extend him, but had a debate earlier, and my eyes were open to the possibility maybe Hundley or Mariota as a bridge QB, and that made a little sense, but I still want to extend him. I am going to say no on Mariota, but I will talk about Hundley a little bit later. I think he meant Huntley. And that's with the uh, Baltimore Ravens backup quarterback. Now, my next next talk, or my next uh, Twitter follower, Relim Nodnarb. We got some good ones today for names. They need, some of these guys need to work on it. They say, in order of desired outcome, trade for whatever you can get. This guy's a little desperate. Play out the final year. As is, this will only be this will be the only gimme year with a new head coach and GM. So take the eight nine season and move off of him. Number three, forfeit the season. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think he's a little mad. Fourth is extend. He's still willing to extend him, but only after forfeiting the season. And number five, release. I do not think release is an option. You are not going to release a quarterback of Kirk Cousins' caliber and just gift him to another team and then take the cap in on top of it. Although it'll only be about $10 million, I believe, if we release him. Now, my next Ad Henry, and here are the names. Ad, it's Ad Henry 12441801194. <laughs> he says signed to an extension. Got a few of those. Jim Khan. I'm gonna cut off the numbers and shorten these up a little bit. He says no brainer extend. We got Russ Goat four. It says keep him. Got at Jim Goldman five. No doubt you extend and restructure his contract to the year 2035. I think it might have been a typo. He might have meant 2025. And Kirk Cousins is 32 years old. It's 22, 13. He'd be 45 years old. Why not? But I I think I get what he's saying. At school edition, try to restructure extend, but have next QB trained under him with Kirk knowing that. It can be Mond or it can be a to-be-determined from the draft. At Scott Prentice, MN, you have to extend and lower the cap hit. If Tom Brady can be uh, do a team-friendly deal, anyone can. Agreed. And, you know, Kirk Cousins says he wants to be a Viking and his career. We'll see. He's got he's to gotta restructure. Got to extend. And with the lack of playoffs, lack of wins, he's got money in the bank. He made history signing the only guaranteed contract in NFL history up until that point. Will they give the Vikings a team-friendly deal? Gary Pisanovsky. 
<laughs> Gary underscore Pisanovsky says, rework and extend. Only way you trade two ones or maybe two and a one. Otherwise, you, you can do guarantee it when letting them go four, five years before QB throws 30 TDs and only seven INTs. Sorry, is a little, I think he's saying um, get two ones for him or maybe a one and a two. And it might be four or five years before I ever see another QB throw 30 TDs and seven INT, with only seven INTs like we did with Kirk Cousins. I think before Kirk Cousins, the last time someone did it was Brett Favre. Maybe, yeah, Brett Favre in 2009. Ed Vikings Couch. He says, trade Cousins, start Mond all next year. That might be low on our list of possibilities, but still possible. Rick is gone. You know, he, he likes veteran quarterbacks. But trading Cousins is still an option. Lastly, I got Retro Hawkeyes, and we'll talk a little more about this one. He's He made some interesting points. He says, trade to Denver for their first and lock. I think he's talking about Drew Locke, the QB there. He says, draft Gardner. And I believe he's referring to Mod Sauce Gardner, a, QB, or a cornerback out of Cincinnati. So he's throwing in a couple players we can get. Or Lindbaum, which is a center out of Iowa. And Sam Howell. So he says, draft either the cornerback Gardner from Cincinnati or the center from Iowa and then draft Sam Howell. He says, let Howell sit behind Locke for a year, then give him the keys. So let's talk a little bit about Sam Howell. I've seen him like on a rank of top 10 and he was ranked 4th. I will not go into a lot of QB options in the draft. I am saving that a little bit later as we get to the draft near in April. I'll talk more about potential quarterbacks that we could draft if we decide to go that route. But Sam Howell is a QB out of North Carolina. Howell has an NFL caliber arm. The scouting report says routinely finding his receivers open in space and throwing them open in coverage. He understands coverage and has enough arm strength to make opposite hash throws to the immediate and deep levels of the field. There may be some growing pains, and he may need some seasoning to run an NFL offense, but Howell's skills are NFL-ready. That's a glowing statement. From what I understand, is a weaker quarterback draft, but we'll, we'll uh, study that more and do a podcast later on potential quarterbacks. I did a Twitter poll, and I asked... What do you want to happen to Kirk Cousins? And I gave three options. I said trade him, extending saving cap space, and play out contracts. Play out the contract. Now considering how many Kirk Cousins detractors, vocal detractors there are, and they have reasons, and there's some legitimate reasons, we haven't won. We haven't gone to the playoffs as much as we had thought we would. We've won once under Kirk Cousins. We only had two winning seasons. One was 8-7-1. and one. 
We won one playoff game under Kirk Cousins. He made a it was he was a big part of that. He came back and scored that threw that touchdown to win the game against New Orleans. But believe it or not, our twenty three hundred Twitter followers I put this out to, 126 responded. 38% say trade. 52% say extend saving cap space. And 10% say play out the contract. Now to the three most likely situations, two of these would be trade. Two of the, I think, would be the top two things we do would be trade or extend. And the fans have spoken 52% of my respondents says extend Kirk Cousins. So whatever you hear, and there's a lot of lot of vocal Kirk Cousins haters, detractors, they have their reasons, many valid. But I think the feeling is if they put a interior offensive line together, our center and guard, maybe just our guard, maybe just our center, who knows? We would we would see Kirk flourish in that offense even more than he has. I'll talk more about in future podcasts about Kirk Cousins' future. It does not look as bright now that they fired Rick Spielman. Will they hire a GM that says you know, I'd rather trade him, get the picks, and pick my own guy. They may say, hey, let's let him play out this one contract. This is my mulligan year. We got a good offense. Let's piece a defense together and see what we can do. But the top two choices are extend or trade. Let's look at free agent QBs. Why not? It does not look good. Ben Roethlisberger is probably retiring. Of the choices, there's Ryan Fitzpatrick, so Fitzmagic. I think Vikings might fans might like him. He's a little quirky. He's had smart quarterbacks before that were a little bit quirky. Andy Dalton. After watching that Bears game, we're going to probably say no to that one. Nick Foles, a little long in the tooth. I don't think that's an option. Cam Newton. There'll be some people that say yes, but I don't see that happen. Tyrod Taylor, dark horse quarterback on any, any team. Not sure about that. Jameis Winston is not a leader. I don't believe he is. He's done some weird things. I don't want to think. I don't think we want to bring that to Minnesota. The year, his best year, he threw like thirty some touchdowns, but he also threw thirty interceptions. Mar- Marcus Mariota, Mitchell Trubisky, Joe Flacco, Jacoby Brissett. There's some other ones down here not even worth mentioning. Mike Glennon, Chad Henney, Blaine Gabbert, Tim Boyle, A.J. McCarron, Geno, let's see, even got Geno Smith here. 
I didn't even know. I don't even think he's on a team, is he? We'll find out. Teddy Bridgewater, out of all these quarterbacks, is probably probably the one that still, I believe, has tread on his tires. Maybe Fitzpatrick. That could be a placeholder. Teddy's injury history is still scary. He got hurt recently. I haven't looked in on him yet. Uh, see where he's at in his health. But we'll, this is not a road I do not think we want to go down. So outside of those free agents, which is abysmal, terrible free agent year, that leaves us with one or two options, I think, in the trade market. I touched this on my last podcast. One is Russell Wilson. Got one year on his contract left. I think we're nearing the end of that era of coaching or or Russell Wilson. They may play out his contract. Who knows? I think he wants out. Would he want to go to Minnesota? I think they're more of a West Coast guy. Him and his girlfriend or wife. I don't know. Is he married yet? I, th- I forget. <laughs> I have to check my social media. See where where they are. His uh, year this past year. Through 400 attempts. A little low on his. He played... He started 14 games. So he's a little banged up. Completion percentage, one of his lower years, 64.8. 3,000 yards, 3,113 yards with 25 TDs, but only six interceptions. So fairly efficient. Fairly efficient. Quarterback rating of 103.1. He's still got life in him. He's only a year older than Kirk Cousins. But what would we have to pay for Kirk Cousins? I I, I wouldn't doubt that we'd have to throw out a first-round pick. So, basically, we would be swapping. If we traded Kirk Cousins and got a first-round pick, let's say from Denver, we'd be trading a first-round pick right back to Seattle. To get Kirk Cousins for Russell Wilson. A 6-2 quarterback for a 5-10, 5 5-9, 5-10 quarterback. A little more mobility. More success. Hopefully not the, still the same offensive line. At least the interior. We got a few good pieces. Derisaw, Cleveland, O'Neal. So that's a look at Russell Wilson. The other guy I am intrigued on, I think it would be a a night. If we're going to swing for the fences and say, hey, if we're going to get rid of Kirk Cousins and we want to go a different route, a little more exciting route, and cheap route, Tyler Huntley. He's filled in a few times for Lamar Jackson. QB records only one win and three losses, it, sh- it says. Um, four games started. 
122 completions, 188 attempts for 64.9% completion. That's not not bad for a young quarterback. He's only 23, second year in the league. 1,081 yards, three TDs, four interceptions. That doesn't look great, but he is not the starter. He is not the game planner week in, week out. With the offseason and a, a full preseason, with him as the starter, you might be interested in his rushing statistics. He, he has, you know, he might have 8, 10 carries a game for 40, 50 yards. His quarterback rating was a low 76.6%. But again, if you want an exciting QB, someone who can extend a play, someone you can adjust an offensive round who has a decent arm and plenty of leg, you can go after Tyler Huntley. I don't think any of these options, except for Russell Wilson, are as good as Kirk Cousins. But we got chemistry. Justin Jefferson came out today and says, "I got all, how do you think I got all those yards? I didn't throw the ball to myself. I'm referring to Kirk Cousins. So right there... Kirk Cousins has got a vote of confidence from his number one receiver. The best player on the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson. Now, what what is a general manager, since we're getting rid of Rick Spielman, what is he going to inherit? Now, looking at our defense, he's inheriting... In yardage, let's see, where are we at? Flip this around. We got uh, Minnesota ranked 30th in total yards on defense. Passing total yards, the Vikings were 28th. And rushing, this hurts the soul. The Minnesota Vikings were 26. And penalty yards. Let me see here. Penalty yards. The Minnesota Vikings were actually pretty low. We were sixth in the most in amount of penalty yards. So we were fairly deep. Um, Fairly disciplined defense. And we had a positive turnover ratio. And over 50 sacks on the season. So they'll inherit some pieces. We will lose some players. I'm not going to talk about free agents at the moment. That'll be for another show. Let's talk about the offense. What will they inherit as an offense? far as yards go, the Vikings finished 12th, 6,168 yards. Kind of got hurt by that Packers game. We probably would have finished a few higher. Even the Packers were 
10th and we're 12th. Passing yards, we were 11th in the league. Rushing yards, considering who we have at running back, we finished 17th in rushing with 1,930 yards. What I think started our season off in a terrible way in a few games was our penalties. I think we, our first game of the season, we had well over 100 yards in penalties. And it shows in our final year stats, we were fourth in offensive penalties, the 1,043. Our offense, considering how big of penalty offensive pass interference can be, our offense had more penalty yards than our defense with 1,043, fourth overall in the NFL. Other teams, Las Vegas Raiders, playoffs, Cowboys, playoffs, 49ers, playoffs. The three teams above us in penalty yards all made the playoffs. We did not. So that's what a GM would inherit. Now, what GMs are out there, I think I'll dive more into this in a future podcast, but maybe select a few out of here. Trey Wingo reports on the names that are out there. Mike Borgonzi, assistant general manager manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. He spent more than a decade within the organization learning the ropes. He served as the team's director of football operations before getting a promotion in 2021. His fingerprints have been all over some of the franchise's biggest acquisitions. It's only a matter of time that he gets to call the shot somewhere. Trey Wingo reports Morocco Brown, director of college scouting Indianapolis Colts. Brown has more than two decades of experience in the NFL, spending time with the Browns, Washington, and the Bears before joining the Colts. He had a big say in the Colts selecting major pieces like Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, Jonathan Taylor, Grover Stewart in recent years. Thomas Dimitrioff, former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. Quinn has rehabilitated his image by transforming the Cowboys' defense into one of the best in football, which was a hard thing to do. The Cowboys had a terrible defense at one time. Does Dimitrioff deserve a chance to do the same? He built a roster that made six playoff appearances in 13 years, including 2016 when the Falcons not only reached the Super Bowl, but led the game by 25 points before seeing it slip away. Dimitrioff's long list of draft picks include Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Grady Jarrett. That's a guy you might look at. Ed Dodds, assistant general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. Dodds has been a Chris Ballard's right-hand man since 2017. Prior to that, Dodds helped build Seattle's Super Bowl roster during a 10-year run with the Seahawks. It's a good year. Good run. The Panthers also had an 
interest in Dodd's last cycle, but he ultimately, ultimately withdrew his name for consideration. Probably a good move considering what happens is happening to the Panthers. Lewis Riddick, former director of pro personnel of Philadelphia Eagles. Long before he was with the ESPN, Lewis Riddick was respected personal personnel man who spent more than a decade in the league with Washington and Philadelphia. He served as the Eagles director of pro personnel from 2010 to 2013. Riddick knows the game and he knows how to communicate. It's time some team made him the face of the franchise, according to Trey Wingo. Some of the names below, according to Trey Wingo, should not be forgotten when discussing possible GM candidates in 2022. Dan Morgan, assistant general manager in North Carolina, or Carolina Panthers. Says it might take a perfect scenario for him to leave. Joe Schoen, assistant general manager of the Buffalo Bills. Schoen is Brandon Bean's top lieutenant the last five years, helping build a roster that added Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Devin Singletary, Tredavious White, and many other cornerstone pieces before joining the Bills. Schoen worked for the Dolphins for a decade. He worked his way up the director of player personnel before leaving for Miami's division rival. There's some things to be said about what he's you know been involved with. Elliot Wolf, front office consultant, New England Patriots. Wolf joined the Patriots after 14 seasons with the Green Bay Packers and two with Cleveland Browns, who made him their assistant general manager in 2018. While with the Packers, Wolf, as the director of three different departments of varying, varying times, pro personnel, player personnel, and football operations. The Packers and Bill Belichick as a resume might be a good look. Dave Ziegler, director of player personnel, New England Patriots. Another rising star in Foxborough, Dave Ziegler, has learned Belichick's knee for the la- has been has learned at Belichick's knee for the last nine years. Before running the player personnel department, he has the director of pro personnel. Prior to joining the Patriots, Ziegler, a form, former high school special teams coordinator, coordinator, spent three seasons with the Broncos. Probably not. Dave Ziegler. But there's some interesting choices there. There's some good good options. I think we'll be able to narrow it down, get some better ideas. Who knows? Maybe we pull the trigger pretty fast. There is talk about getting a coach that is going to be our GM, much like Bill Belichick is. I don't know. That might be an enticement to get the coach that we want and say, hey, you can draft who you want as your players. It's something we haven't had and ever, I don't believe. And that's be sixteen years under under Rick Spielman, who's called the shots. Well that's it for today. We're the next step in our Viking evolution. Who's gonna be our next GM? Who's gonna be our next coach who's going to be our, our future quarterback 
All questions will be answered in the upcoming weeks and months in the NFL draft. That's it for the latest installment of Minnesota Sports Talk. I am your host, Dave Shelsky. See you next time.